At the end of your message, press 1. So, I'm going to be really frank. I I already hate Titans enough as it is. It's one of the worst shows uh, ever made in the 2010s. I'll be flat out honest. It's horse shit. It is uh, heinous. And I still don't understand why Jordan will subject himself and others into this monstrosity. It's already bad enough as it is. And yet, they somehow keep making things worse. Because I had to go on Twitter.com, and I had to see a crime. Folks, I saw a crime. You see that, that notification you heard on my phone? Maybe you didn't hear it, but you know what that was? That was the crime notification. That let me know that the folks at Titans, the geniuses, the the lords of the televised cinema decided that Nightwing uh, shouldn't have an ass. Nightwing, who is known in the comics world for having a caboose, has no such thing. His ass is flat. His ass is a table. His ass is, is, is non-existent. I don't even know how he poops. It's embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed for the people at DC Comics for what for what they've done. I'm I'm, I'm shocked. I'm I'm frankly shocked that in Supergirl we had a Superman with a big ass. With a big ass? A character is not even known for having a big ass. But he had one and that was great. And yet and yet Nightwing, who at the very least, at the very least, the ass should have been like an 8 out of 10. I mean, think about it. Like, that's part of the appeal. He's hot. He's got a big booty. That's the appeal. And it's not there. They don't have the ass. It's sad. Instead, the ass is in the quality of the show. I guess that's why. I guess they already had enough ass in terms of their you know, storytelling and their budget expenses. And, you know, it's already, it's just so much. It doesn't help that this Nightwing actor sucks and he can't hold an accent for more than one minute. It's bad enough with that. Everything's just bad. This is terrible. You can just stop watching right now, you know. You can just move on to something good, but no. We're all in hell. And Nightwing doesn't even have an ass in hell. That's how bad it is. Well, that's all I have to say. Please, please stop watching the show. Goodbye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Trevor Talks Titans with Jordan. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jordan. Uh, Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 3 of Titans, entitled Ghosts. What did you you think of the program, Jordan? Ghosts. Uh, Ghosts. Okay, so I think this one might be the second longest now. It's not the longest episode. It's the second longest. Okay. Uh, this one is quality wise. (laughs) This one did have some rising action, as it were. Uh, it had some flashback memories, and it had all your favorite tropes from the last two episodes. Um, you know, I just found this one really boring. Uh, I try to go into each episode with an open mind. I don't want to be prejudiced and just automatically hate it. Oh, that I don't like the show, but it's just so boring to watch. I, there was, wasn't, re- yeah. This one was not even like a comical episode where you can come up with like ways to be funny about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, ha- it there wasn't anything really glaringly bad that stood out to me in this one. Just the usual, you know, stiff dialogue and wooden acting, it's... and just kind of generally. But, uh, flat together feel. It feels like nobody really cares that much about this show. Like they're not really trying that hard. You know so, what? You know what I did. You know what I did notice that was weird. 
but you're going to want to recap the whole thing in order. But there was, there was a scene, you know, where Rachel and uh, Rose were talking and they both agreed that they had bad dads. It was bad dad posting. That in really lame, like placeholder dialogue, you know, like like they're just not even trying. But anyway, so that scene takes place in Titan's tower, right? Yes. But then from that scene, we immediately cut to an establishing shot of the tower with the caption under it. Titan's tower. Yeah, we should have probably flipped it. Titan's tower. Uh, and and by the way, that's I believe. I counted three in this whole episode, three times that it displayed the caption Titan's Tower in an establishing shot as if we're going to keep forgetting. It's like, oh, we're going back to Titan's Tower now. We're in San um, Francisco. This And this wasn't like in between the, the Chicago uh, like B story uh, with Starfire. This was s- simply put like, we are the transitioning really from, aren't they're necessary. in the kitchen to they're in the workout room. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Titans Tower captions are necessary to begin with, uh, but especially right after a scene that already took place in Titans Tower. That's just like, that just feels like when they're editing this episode, where they even, like, I don't, I don't know, it, I, I don't know how they, you know, let something by like that slip by unless they truly don't give a shit about the show that they're making. It's which very, is what I'm starting to suspect. It's a very rushed production. Something that is funny because a lot of uh, we're, we're, we'll we'll get to the, the in part uh, late a little bit later because of the spoiler. You saw the big spoiler this week, haven't you? With Nightwing's costume. Oh yeah, right. You you, you shared that picture with me. And I mean, that's not really that's not really a spoiler though that he's going to eventually be have Nightwing. be Nightwing, right? I mean, everyone yeah. knows that. But it was funny. It was like, this is the suit that everyone's like excited about. And then like the next day, Noella's artwork of Nightwing shows up with the big butt right right in front of you. And everyone's like, oh, my God, I did not know Nightwing's a hunk. And you're just like, where the fuck were you? <laughs> Welcome to the fandom. Uh, it was great because once that that art came out, it's like, OK, well, Titans, Titan talks, uh, Trevor Talks Titans is going to be a very weird episode. Uh, might as well plug it and let people know this show is not good. Uh, what 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 art are you talking about? I thought we were talking about the picture, the set picture of uh, oh yeah, there is Brenton the, Thwaites oh, in the Nightwing costume. Yeah, so so there was the Nightwing costume. There's a front and a back. Uh, but okay, so there is a uh, artwork. Let me just grab it real quick. Because everyone's been talking about that like the last couple of days. Uh, so, uh, Noella yes, Scott, Noella Scott, who does art for DC, uh, created uh, a like celebration piece because Batman Day is coming up for Dick Grayson. And okay. uh, here's the art. I'll send you the art right now. And oh, this okay. one went trending, even though, like, just a picture of a bunch of Dick Graysons. In his yeah, and in the forms. middle, the the center front, uh, Dick they Grayson. Really- they really overdid it with that butt. They overdid that, it the butt. And everyone's it's, like, oh a, my god, a, that butt. Oh, he's hunky. Oh, yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, where were I you? Mean, that, like, I mean, like, that is a, a bubble butt. That is a bubbly butt. And it's like, yeah, now now that's expectation for a Nightwing. Let's go back to the reality of the Nightwing suit and <laughs> see uh, Brenton's butt. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I mean, like... Fwaich is the kind of guy you can tell from looking at him. He's got a flat butt. I mean, there's no. There, I I knew I knew that he, but you know, whatever. the The sexualization of Nightwing has always been a little weird to me, just because I feel like, hey, you know, we've known this guy since he was a little boy. Yes. Right. Like, like it's like, yeah, I know. I guess you know he's a fully grown adult now, and he's got a big hunky body or whatever. But I still feel like. You know, part of me still thinks of him as like a child. The, yeah, that ten year old. So it's, it's a, all the time. The the holy guacamole Batman. It's, yeah, it's a little weird to me to see people be horny for Dick Grayson. <laughs> I think it's also just the need to. I think it's also because it's the you know we sexualize Wonder Woman. Now it's our turn to do it, Dick Grayson. It's like okay, sure, I guess. But yeah, then. The, I, <laughs> But then it's like, eventually there comes the point where it just becomes like, well, now you don't really give a shit about the Dick Racing character. You just give a shit about someone's butt. And it's like, get the fuck out here. This is about like a guy yeah. who's in the, 
who's trying not to be to Batman, be... yet trying to be a better version of Batman based on what he learned and trying to get back at what he learned in his past. And then you get your Haley's background, you got your Talon, you got your Owl Man if you want. I just really don't think they need to draw him like that. I think it's a little much. The butt, the butt in that picture you showed me is insane. It's yeah, out of control. That one trending. That made Nightwing trend a couple of na- days ago. And I saw that. I'm like, okay, is it the Brenton Thwaites costume? It's the Brenton Thwaites costume. Like, we're officially getting that. And then it's like, that photo. And it's like, okay, sure. Makes sense to me. And then it's just like a bunch of people are like, damn it, I thought we were going to get our Nightwing movie news. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I give, I've give. i given up on that not dream anytime year, soon. A, over a year ago. It's like, not going to happen. All right. Because they're, they're so obsessed with going back and rebooting Batman. They're going to do a young Batman again. They want we'll, we'll never Batman. see a... They don't a... give a shit about old Batman. They don't give a shit about Nightwing or Batgirl or any of these characters. People are still in discourse over the fact there's a Batwoman. How can you expect them to uh, appreciate Nightwing? I don't know. Uh, so let's. I guess we should recap the episode. Yep, it's your favorite part. Let's go through the first scene. Uh, recap everything that happened yesterday, uh, last time. Rose is in the house. Okay, ding dong. Hey, look who's here. It's a uh, recently uh, uh, house burnt victims. Uh, Hank and Don, and they're here with friends. It's great. They're there with with uh, with Anna. with uh. Power Girl, everyone's happy. Donna. Everyone's like Donna Troy. Oh, oh boy, Wonder and they don't Girl. give a shit about Hawk and Dove. And then they're in the elevator. They, uh, Jason Todd is a little pissed because he uh, obviously feels like he is not represented in the Titans. Uh, melodrama, melodrama, melodrama about what happened. Uh, then they bring up to speed that Rose is in the house. Everyone says, "What the fuck, Dick Grayson? What the fuck?" What the fuck? That's that's Deathstroke's uh, daughter. What the fuck? I thought Deathstroke is dead. And then it becomes more melodrama. Then in the B plot, we return to where Starfire is in handcuffs in a hotel room in Chicago. She cannot do oh. her powers. This stuff, the the Starfire and the the male royal guard guy, so boring. I didn't need to see. We could have skipped all of that. It, it. Okay, it, just throw it out throw it out okay so then so then it's uh they yell and it's basically he just explains the plot i'm going to send you back to tamaron okay then we go to rose opens up her little eye uh patchy patch you see her no eyeball she looks bad dick grayson's there and hands her an eye patch cut to the introduction music do 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 Uh, back to the training. Next scene. Training with Jason Todd. This time, Rachel and Beast Boy are fighting blindfolded. Once again, just to remind people, why do they need to be blindfolded? I don't know. I don't know why they're always blindfolded when they're training. They don't need... They don't have... They have superpowers. One can turn into... One can turn to any animal. They could turn into, maybe, say, a bat. And they can see in the it- dark. Or they can have, say, a sonar vision, huh? Wouldn't that be interesting if you were an animal? Because it could be any animal, right? So if you're an animal, you have all the powers of an animal. Rachel is blindfolded and continues going on. Jason Todd uh, almost beats up Rachel and then calls her some, some names, and it causes her to turn into her evil Trigon ways. She forces swords upon Jason Todd and almost throws him into the swords beast boy says don't do that and then they stopped jason todd goes what the fuck you psychopath you need to go to church or something (laughs) and all alluding to the shit that happened in season one that she that he has no clue about and is why rachel doesn't trust anybody dick grayson then walks in and goes hi everybody and a completely different dick grayson i have seen in the last season and in the last two episodes like in a feel good mood, <laughs> like I like a cheerful, happy Dick Grayson. He's happy to see all his old friends again. I guess I don't know. 
And then it gets pissed. They're and then Jason's like, don't you fucking do that again, you bitch. You piece of shit. Fuck, well, fuck you. Her, fuck, fuck you. He called her freak. He's like, say the fuck away from me, freak. Freak, you freak. Funny. And we're just like, wow. He's the guy who says fuck a lot. <laughs> now he says freak. The other F word that ends with a K. Uh, Starfire is on a date in a hotel room. I don't know why they don't simply just go right now or get in a car or whatever, but they're going to have a romantic date in a hotel room. Uh, she calls Donna Troy for some reason. Don't know why. You can't just hear, hey, Donna, uh, I'm being kidnapped right now. <laughs> Need some help. She, she, because she, uh, she's conflicted at that point. She doesn't know. She's like, uh, thinking like, oh, maybe I should return to my home planet and save, you know, billions of lives or whatever. Obviously, she ultimately decides uh, she's got more important shit to do. There's a big brick of money, which makes no sense why you would be bribing her with American currency if you're planning on taking her to a foreign planet. Uh, Rose then has the chat with Rachel in the kitchen, the daddy issues chat. Yep. Uh, and then we go they, back to Titan's tower, back to Titan's tower. Remember the establishing shot that we're in Titan's tower happens after this conversation. Not now. They talk about daddy issues. Rose gets conflicted about his dad, about her dad. Uh, Rachel, it just doesn't bring up Trigon at all. Rose asks, "Hey, is your it was did you kill your dad?" And then Rachel just goes, it's "Kinda," <laughs> implying that no, he's in the form of a jewel. It's nighttime in Titan's Tower, and Dick Grayson is sitting in the computer with Beast Boy. Beast Boy does the computer bits. I guess Beast Boy is now just going to be the tech geek person on these shows i don't know if you've seen any of these dc tv shows uh, i've seen bits and pieces like there's the felicity on arrow and then there's the okay. uh and then there's vibe vibe on flash there's always someone who has to be behind the supercomputer that has to explain things of course i mean that's just a standard trope you gotta have the computer person so i guess because they want beast boy to not be animals because it will break the production budget you're just the computer guy who's going to look at the at the map and find Dr. Light. Which is like, okay, sure. Uh, so they establish his name is indeed Arthur Light. He got busted out of jail. Oh, and, and also, Dick refers to him as Arthur Light by his full name every time he talks about him. You yeah. think that like... Not you think Dr. Eventually, Arthur Light him arthur light every time and like what who does that like after a while why wouldn't you just shorten it and just say light like oh we gotta go beat we gotta go fight light find arthur find light. light something <laughs> he insists on saying his full name every time he mentions him or at least do dr light if you're going to go like straight on to the villain name so then dr light yeah. is uh in deathstroke's house drinking beers <laughs> talking about he how great not- he is like a, any kind of doctor or like a scientist he like they made him like kind of like a frat bro kind of guy which is weird he's a frat like is he a direct like they didn't even say like he got a director in like molecular biology or electrical engineering or or something that would get, like give him a doctorate degree it's like no because he's also clearly an idiot he's just a he's just a cool dude that loves to do cool dude stuff he loves to drink beers and you know use his his uh special and have uh, really shit powers. cyberpunk tattoos yeah. like that's whole his whole gimmick which i vaguely did not even see in the first two episodes is he has really shit sleeve tattoos the tattoos uh, i think are like a conduit for his electrical uh charge or something so we're led to believe he's the sub boss which will be defeated in the midpoint of the season as we're of course knowing that deathstroke is of course the main villain of the season much like trigon was the main villain in season one, but the nuclear family was the midpoint boss. And Some, something like that. Dig uh, Deathstroke in this, by the way, was not that exciting. Like, like compared to the first se- like season, like season two, episode one with Deathstroke just walking in, just getting pissed off. 
That was like a really cool Deathstroke. I was like, okay, this is a cool character. The one we saw in this know. episode was just boring. Boring the whole time. Um, the actor seems fine and everything. They're just not giving him anything to do. They're not giving him like, like even like a smart ass thing. Like Deathstroke is usually like a snarky asshole too. And it's like he doesn't even get like a funny line. Not even like a. It's he's, dark he's, out here. You got to light something. Uh, <laughs> I think there are enough bad attempts at humor in this show already. I don't and know. Not if that many from Dick Grayson, which is also annoying. We didn't go back to the uh, the trophy room. I'm calling it the trophy room because that's where all the but, empty costumes go. Uh, Hawk and but there's also if outside of like the trophy room when they zoom out a little bit, there's what looks like a hotel fitness center. Yeah, with, so like, I guess these this crummy is little center slash little weight, trophy room. Little they've got these crummy little like weight machines, you know, that look like. You know, these are superheroes. They wouldn't be training with shitty equipment like that. Whatever. Go, go on. Yes, go this is. The, I'm <laughs> guessing this is the trophy room slash blindfolded sword fight room. <laughs> no, that's a separate. That's like a. There's like a separate kind of dojo room where I think they do the blindfold stuff. All right. Uh, area, and this is like a fitness area just for general weight training and shit. Uh, Hawk is conflicted because he doesn't want to be here disappointed in dove for wanting to stop by well no it's it's kind of reversed actually because hawk being back at the tower he's starting to be like oh yeah i like this i want to get back into this and dove is like oh but remember you said you didn't want to do it you said you wanted to shoe horses and he's like okay fine (laughs) we go back to chicago we're still assuming that Starfire's on a date or something. We don't know. She's falling in love with the Royal Guard guy that came to kidnap her. Yes. Uh, then we see a crime take place. Starfire feels compelled to stop a crime. They run instead and say, fuck this. I don't know. A cr- it's, they run because uh, because he breaks the window they have this whole conversation about how, like, oh, on Earth, you know, we don't have class stratifications here on Earth, like on Tamaron. Anyone can fall in love with whoever they want. And he's like, so that means that on Earth, you and I could be together or some shit like that. Yes. Like, yeah, but you'd have to impress me first. And then so he proceeds to break a window and steal some expensive jewelry for her. Some expensive to run away. plastic costume jewelry. And she and he doesn't know about Earth laws because we learned that he never uh, read the whole uh, manual on Earth. So he didn't know that it would be illegal to break into that store and steal something. <laughs> so they have to. So they just run away. And it's not even like the good sugar king glass. You see some sirens. They run away. Uh, we go back to the kitchen. This time, instead, it's Dick Grayson and Donna Troy. They're back again. It's awkward. What are they talking about? Uh, Don John is just like, what's up? Dick Grayson does not know what to do about Jason. He's conflicted about Jason. Hey. And it's like, the Titans are back together. I don't want the Titans to be back together. Last time, the Titans broke... Don's basically pointing up the failure of the Titans originally. <laughs> Right, so they keep they keep referring to some kind of like tragedy or some horrible thing that's happened in the past with the Titans that they're all haunted by, which because is why all Deathstroke of the other is now alive, I believe, is at this point. Yeah, so, but all of the other Titans besides Dick are like, "Why are you doing this? You know, don't you know there there are ghosts in this place?" That hence the name title of the episode. Ghosts. And I just like, I feel like they finally reveal to us what actually happened uh, with the Titans that everyone's so haunted by, it's going to be really underwhelming. Like it's because it's like, none of them are dead, right? Are we going to find out that there was another Titan on the team? We haven't seen yet who died you know because as far as I can tell, it doesn't seem like anyone's dead. I'm going to take a guess here. I'm going to take a guess. We're at the midpoint, by the way. Uh, so we go. Let's, let's see what's the established dead? characters that we have known in the original Titans. We know there's Dick, uh, Hank, Don, Donna. 
yeah, those are the four that we've seen, like, sort of in semi-flashback as there the Titans. There are six little cases, so we're led to assume... Oh, uh, okay. Well, so I think Aqualad and Speedy are... Aqualad and Speedy is, would be it. I'm led to believe it's going to be Jericho. And it's oh, going yeah? to be Dick Grayson tr- is trying to save Rose the same way he thought he could save Jericho. I kind of thought we that we they were going to be meeting Jericho for the first time uh, event later because Rose says something about Slade uh, killing her brother, and I assume she's talking about Jericho. And I figured we were going to find out that he's not actually dead, but just has been rendered mute by uh, Slade, like cutting his throat. Rose, uh, we did. We then Beast Boy is like, hey, Dick, look at the computers. If we put all the lights together and see where the biggest lights are, they all can pinpoint to this location. How cool. Uh-oh, the lights went out. They're all pointing yeah. at the stadium, the amply named Stadium of San Francisco. <laughs> you know the one. Is it Levi's? I don't know. Is it the is it the is it one across the street in Oakland? No, we don't know. It's actually a stadium in Vancouver, uh, most likely. It's the stadium, you know, the stadium I'm, I'm, of I'm, San Francisco. I'm assuming that uh, Vancouver is standing in for both San Francisco and Chicago, which is like the, and it's like every single time I see that, it's like i'm frustrated because it's like you could have done so much better this does not look like san francisco this does not even look like chicago (laughs) oh but remember we saw the golden gate bridge when they were arriving at san francisco they came on the the famous bridge so we know that they're really there so did the family from full house but guess what at least (laughs) like they have better establishing shots in that show yeah okay so uh Dick says, let's bring the original team together, Hawk and Dove and and uh, Donna. Let's all work together and stop Dr. Light, Dr. Arthur Light. Jason Todd then walks in and goes, I could help. I could help. I'm the Robin. I could help. Give me, give it to me like a scrappy-doo. Yep. Dick Grayson says, no, get the fuck out. You're not ready yet. You have to still do some more blindfolded aerobics workouts. Rose then goes, "Hey, is this costume day?" Oh, she says she does costume Friday. You know that wonderful day we like, all what? know about costume Friday. <laughs> what, is, what is this costume Friday? What a great gag! It's costume Friday. So they've been like, have they been hiding the fact from Rose that they're a superhero team? Or did she just Rose not know that they were figure that shit out. They just don't, don't want to establish that yet. It's it's the first time she's seen one of them in a costume and she's like kind of playing dumb or something. But it's like, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what they're going for there. Okay, then we get into <laughs> Dr. Light at the aptly named stadium. Uh, they all are on headsets talking to each other while Dr. Light in a shitty, uh, 300 style Trojan like helmet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His costume is ridiculous. In, and what looks like he's, it, you know, what it reminds me, have you ever played laser tag? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it it's like a laser like tag costume. Doing laser tag. <laughs> the helmet. I don't know what's going on with the helmet. Uh, it did. I did also think it was a Spartan helmet the first time I saw it. In a really bad CGI scene, he then sucks the powers of the stadium lights. How does that work? I don't know. Anyway, Hawk, Dove, uh, Donna, and Dick Grayson are in all the corridors circling the room. As as Doctor Light just starts screaming, ah ha 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 ha. He sucks out all the lights, and then they realize, oh shit, this is a trap. This was a trap all along. I should also point out that Dick Grayson's not in a costume, <laughs> but everyone else... All... No, they're all just wearing normal clothes, it looked like. Yes. Uh, then, as they tri- then 
for some weird reason, he does the shine the lights and tries to blast everybody. Everyone starts running. And I would say the, the funniest thing is that like the 26 minute mark, him running, his little run, Dr. Lights run to the car. <laughs> it's like a little prance. I don't understand how it was a trap, though, because all he did was use his powers in a way that you would expect him to. Like, didn't they go there with the intention, like, with the understanding that they were going to fight him and that he was going to use his superpowers? I don't really get how it was a trap. Yeah, they wanted to spring Dr. Light, and Dr. Light was just kind of there to suck in the light of the stadium so he can, I guess, boost his battery so he can do more light powers. Right, but I mean, he obviously, he obviously led them there, and then nothing extra happened there apart from him using his light powers. So, what they were surprised by, like how they were caught off guard or whatever. Doctor Light then fires a Kamehameha ball. Dick Grayson does a weird backflip. A car does a one of those spring flips on fire, and then hits another car and falls away. Donna is hiding behind a door and is protected for some reason. So just remember, a fireball can blow up a car, but not a car door. More fireballs are thrown. More Kamehameha balls. Uh, Don sees that Hank has a big flaming scratch on his leg. He says, I'm fine! (laughs) Go! (laughs) Donna keeps running. The guy still prances down the street. She uses her lasso to grab a motorcycle, flings it, and then just smushes him. Terrible CGI. It looked so bad. Uh, then a bus beep beeps them. Dick Grayson is somehow there. They see a bus. The bus is there. Suddenly, smoke bomb hits. He smashes the floor, and a big light blast hits. Donna's like, what the fuck? Dick Grayson's like, what the fuck? He disappears. The bus is like, what's go- going on? You're, are, are you okay or something? Bus We're said now that. back in Chicago. The guard is now driving Starfire around town. Now I guess they have a car. They were walking. Now they can drive somehow. This scene looks and feels like a boring car commercial. It's filmed exactly like a car commercial. It's just You're two just... people in a car having a totally uninteresting conversation. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, the plan, I mean, I, w- I wish I could fall in love with you like uh, in Tamaron, but maybe want to, you know, stay here is good and all that. But, um, hmm. And Sarge's yeah, like, I don't... oh, but I have friends here too, but if the client needs me or something, whatever. There's some bad music playing in the background. I was trying to figure out what it was. Yeah. At- and then Dick Grayson goes back to the loft. Uh, apparently, everyone's okay now. Dick is kind of just like disappointed because what the fuck? Dr. Light disappeared. What the fuck? That makes no sense, right? Jason yep. Todd then yells at Dick Grayson because why? Why? I could have been here. Did you get him? No, you didn't. Oh, well, you could have used us. We were here all along, you loser. I don't. It doesn't make sense that they don't. That I mean, I, I understand why Dick doesn't want their help, but he's like training them to be a superhero team. What better time to test their skills than against this guy? Stop asking the original logical questions, Trevor. This is Titans. This but is. I, but I mean, if if all four of the the big boys, the the big boy Titans, are there, you know, to handle business, then. Can't the kids come along and at least like help provide backup, you know, crowd control, you, you know, know, you got to give them some field training. You know, it'd be great. You know, what's the biggest, what's the opposite of light? It's uh, darkness. I believe. Oh, if only there was somebody who embraces darkness on the team. <laughs> if only they had that, if only logically speaking, they had a person that that would logically make sense, especially if you're if you're just say uh one of the wards for the world's greatest detective batman maybe <laughs> you would think if you were trained under batman to be a detective the most basic logical outcome of what beats light dark would make sense 
Yeah, it's just that Dick Dick and sees like any any older villain that he faced in those old the traumatic days of the original Titans. That's his problem, and it's not for these kids to worry about. Jason ba- babies, then tries to babies. swing at Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson pushes him on the floor like a little bitch. That part, I I actually kind of liked that part. That was I because you know. They're building up to it, and I was like, "Oh God, are Dick and Jason gonna fight again? Who cares?" Uh, and then the, the fact fans that do. you get the, the Robins fight, we never got that. We did it already. They did. They fought in the the dumb the Trigon fantasy sequence. Uh, you know that I feel like there's already been plenty of confrontations between Jason and Dick. So the fact that he tried to punch him and Dick just shoved him to the floor like that. They just want uh, the like fan he was service. Nothing. They want the fan service. I mean, I thought that I thought that scene was pretty good. I was like, "Oh, okay, that that's a that's a neat little way to resolve that conflict." To remind people, yeah, happening. Jason, you're not Dick Grayson. The, speaking of Dick Grayson, then apparently he goes into the dojo room and in the silly ass space as he works out and trains. Yeah, and he, v- very vigorously training with one of those. Uh, training uh mannequin things with the like Swinging lines, arms mushing he looks like he's playing miss he's like moving levers left and right with his fist as he looks like he's eating sour candy <laughs> yeah i just i still just don't buy him at all as the character he's trying to play it's he just doesn't i can't take him seriously like I can't figure out like what kind of character he could play as a superhero other <laughs> He could just not play any characters or do any acting at all. I'd be fine with that. Like he should just be like a, an extra, just going look out the sun. Rose and Rose then fights Dick Grayson in training. She uses Was, a sword. Dick Grayson uses the big pole. It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> he's she has an actual sword and he's fighting against her with like bamboo sticks. The bamboo sticks then get fought there, and suddenly she slices it in half. And this is the first time, folks, we get to see Dick Grayson with his iconic Eskrima sticks. Hold uh, for applause, folks. The Eskrima sticks are here. Eskrima sticks? Is that what they're called? Yeah, the Eskrima sticks. Those two oh, little I, I pole things I that he uses to swing. I thought they were just like, you know, batons or whatever. Oh, like no, they're the sticks. That, like the, uh, they're used the in Philippines. The they're used in the Philippines as a method of weaponry. Okay. I didn't know that. But in this case, they were just, you know, some bamboo sticks. Bamboo that was sliced in half. Uh, then he does a cartwheel. Then he does a backflip. Everyone's like, oh, wow, he does the backflip. He is an acrobat. Who's everyone? Who are the, who are these people saying these things? The fandom, the same people that are like excited for Titans that I see on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook, and it's like are you I, watching I have the same no, show as I am because I don't get it. This show sucks. I have no knowledge of these people who like this show, and if I did, I certainly wouldn't pay attention to anything they have to say. They don't. <laughs> I think these are just people who are absorbed by the the fandom. Like the, we finally did it, you guys. We finally got live action Dick Grayson. We finally are getting live action Nightwing. We're finally getting Rose and and Starfire. Uh, we did it, you guys. We finally did it. And it's like, are you sure? Because this just looks like like I've seen fan films that look a little better than this. Excuse me, but we've already had at least two live action Dick uh, Dick Graysons. There was Burt Ward. From the classic Batman TV show, better than this Dick Grayson. Oh, absolutely! And there was Chris O'Donnell from the Joel Schumacher films, also better than this Dick Grayson. A real hunk. He's, yes, he's 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 the worst one yet. This is just like I get it. They're trying to go for the the Greg Berlanti hunk. Uh, then Dick Grayson beats Rose by putting this grim stick to her face. She stands up and is like pissed somewhat. But she's used it to basically learn her his fighting style. They dr- then guard drives over to the warehouse as last seen in season one, episode eleven of Titans, where Starfire's spaceship is. Remember the spaceship? I do now. The spaceship is back from season one, episode eleven. 
the invisible spaceship is here. And they basically keep looking and going, oh, wow, how great. This feels like a car commercial, just like the driving thing. Starfire then leaves the warehouse and has to send a phone call because she's still deliberating whether or not to leave. This time, instead of Donna, to Rachel. Yeah, Rachel gives her a call and is like, hey, I really miss you. And then she decides, okay, so maybe those millions of people on my home planet who are all going to die without me. Fuck them. I got to go help my friend Rachel. Yes. So we're led to believe, I guess, in context here, from what we were hearing from all the establishing shots, which is why we haven't brought up the conversation. Blackfire is now in control of Tamaron. And she, instead of using a, 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 a... Basically, the rule that was presented behind their their kid, like the their parents, is now basically a dictatorship. And there is now not only a civil war, there is a famine going on in the country. Starfire, who represents kindness and empathy and all the stuff that you remember from the from the comic books, is now conflicted <laughs> between going back to her home planet and stopping Blackfire, who we can establish most likely. Uh, try to force Starfire into this to stop uh, Rachel because of bullshit reasons. I don't really... uh, I'm a little confused. It was weird because in the first season uh, when they established that she was like an assassin sent there to kill Rachel, I kind of thought like, oh, so they're not... She's not like a princess or whatever. She's an assassin. But she is still the princess. princess. Why would you? Why would you send? And the princess. Why would you send royalty to go assassinate some girl on another planet? That's a job for like, you know, some soldier or whatever. It's and weird. Where, where was Green Lantern and all this? Where was the space cop? You're supposed to watch over this. It's, they can't fuck with that kind of special effects. They don't have the budget for it. They can't even. <laughs> he only became a snake this season. They can't afford any other they, animals. They can't afford a, a guy in a green suit. No, that's too much. All of the Green Lanterns are tied up doing some intergalactic business with the Justice League. And Tamron, that's like its own thing. It's over on the other side of the galaxy. Uh, so they don't even know what's going on over there. It's in the, uh, it's, if I remember right from the comics, it's in the Vagan star system. So anyway, now that Rachel is fully uh, stuck here on the Titan's place, she finally has books and artwork and a nice cozy bed and all the beauty supplies in the world, which is fascinating. I'm glad they finally uh, got some things settled in the three months' time. Anyway, the conflict hits Starfire. Uh, she runs back in. They show the spaceship in the worst CGI transition I have seen besides the light gun thing. Uh... It's beautiful. They talk about how great it is. They'll start their life together on Tamaron. As they about to enter the spaceship, uh, Starfire pushes the guard into the place and locks the door, forcing him to basically be locked inside the spaceship. She brings up the fact there's 10 years worth of supplies in there to feed and a bathroom, so you'll be fine. I'll be back, I promise. He's kind of pissed because you betrayed my trust. I mean, he fuck him. I mean, he kind of kidnapped her in the first place. Yes, uh, which we're led to believe was so. This was all a farce, or was what all a farce? The, the date, this date they had, or no? I think she was. I think she was for real. She like had feelings for him or whatever for some reason, and was gonna go back because her people are depending on her. But then she got that call from Rachel, and she's like, "Oh shit, my." my three earthling friends need me. I don't have time to go save a billion people out in space where I came from. I got to go help my, my three human friends. Now we're back to uh, the tower. Hank has wrapped up his leg in bandages. Dick Grayson wonders how you holding up more melodrama about, well, I'm glad to be back, but this fucking sucks. Also, we need to stop the bad guy. I wish we could do a thing. Dick Grayson then laughs and tells jokes because to make them feel better. Then we go back to the supercomputer. Supercomputer scene. 
Beast Boy sees stuff and Jason's like, hey, you son of a bitch, what you doing? When, hey, you know, I'm actually a better detective than Dick Grayson. You know where all the lights are? How about we find out where the lights aren't are? And then they, like, find out, hey, there's a train station nearby, not the BART. We can't bring up the BART because we don't really know much about San Francisco geography. So it's an abandoned subway tunnel. Dick uh, Jason says, hey, Beast Boy, how about we go together? We don't tell Dick Grayson. We do this ourselves. Beast Boy then goes, I don't know. I, I don't know, really. Like, Dick Grayson could, if we tell Dick, we might get more people. Jason then is like, you little baby bitch. You, you, you're joining me on this. <laughs> Fuck you, you piece of shit. Okay. So it then goes into the abandoned subway scene. That's it. We're going to a subway scene now. Don't I don't know how they left. Don't know why. Don't care. Jason and Beast yeah. Boy are now in it, the subway. It, they do that I see a lot in like bad TV or movie writing where it's as if the conversation just picked up when they arrive there. And it's like, we're like, they're already there. They've presumably traveled together all the way there. And then Gar decides to comment on the fact that Jason's in his costume. And he's like, are you sure you don't want to call Dick? And it's like, why would you wait until now to say that? Haven't you been together this whole time? Also, doesn't Beast Boy just, like, get naked? That's his, like how he transitions into his costumes. He compares it to a haunted house. He uses a flashlight. Dr. Light's there. Surprise. They were do, right. They do it. They do a let's split up joke. Because they need to fit every single cliche in existence into this show. He brings up it's a horror movie cliche to do that. Haven't, haven't you ever seen a horror movie? You don't split up. Jason then tries to fight Dr. Light on his own. Dr. Light beats the shit out of him. Uses a flashlight to basically blind Jason Todd. He gets a flashback about his fighting. Hey, uh, you have to fight even if you can't see. Remember that from episode one? Uh, the and then words. tries to fight back against Dr. Light. He beats him up. He beats the shit out of him within an inch of his life. Starts kicking the shit out of him. Is trying to break the little like laser tag vest on him. And is just like almost on a murderous rampage to kill the son of a bitch. Until suddenly, dun dun dun, who's in the tunnel with him but Deathstroke. Oh no. Cliffhanger. Judd. Uh, Beast Boy then walks in to see Jason Todd. Jason's like, what happened? They both look at the blood trail. The blood trail is where Dr. Light left. No, no, Jason's not there. He's oh, yeah, gone. Jason's gone. They blood trail him. is gone. <laughs> yeah, that, would, that yeah. wouldn't make any sense if Jason were there, too. He just hears a scream, and then Beast Boy runs. Yep, uh, so they got Jason. They, they took him away. Because he was an arrogant little prick and had to go try to fight the bad guys on his own. So, so now, it, and then we end with a different in credit sequence, a different song. Uh, yes. We're led to assume there are, there are credits. There are credits. It's some different song music choices. Uh, so we're led to assume maybe Jason Todd's going to be in the is basically Deathstroke's going to be the j- Joker in this world and killed. Jason we're assuming that right is that is that what we're led to assume I didn't assume that I'm assuming that that's what they're going to try and do is they're going to put Jason in the death trap and they're going to use him as the betting chip to lure the titans yeah yeah of course but I didn't necessarily assume that this is going to be like how he dies or anything anyway uh so then season two episode four's uh thumbnail gets teased and it's a photo of Aqualad Boy, what does Aqualad look like? You do you really want to know? <laughs> like, I, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, uh, it looks like shit. Like, I wish I could okay. joke and say like, oh, it's kind of okay, but okay. So, you know how cartoonish the Aquaman suit is? God, yeah. You know how it's like there's the A, that little weird A. a. Now imagine that, but the top is red. You mean mean the belt? Yeah, like it's not even look like a belt. It just looks like it's just attached, like by string. 
Okay. Oh, so he has like the classic uh, red and blue Aqualad costume. Yes. I would say, yeah, that would be the... uh... Here, I'll send it over right now so you can see it. There you go. Oh, no. Oh, that is bad. Yeah, that's a great looking suit, right? Like, fantastic. That's got to be... Okay. Okay, that's got to be like from... I think we're going to get a flashback. And I think we're going to see... I think we're going to find out that Aqualad got killed by Deathstroke or something like that. Not Garf. Whatever will we do? (laughs) I mean... S- somebody has to have died. Otherwise, all this like weird shit where they're like, "Oh, there are ghosts in this place." Like, "Oh no, not the Teen Titans that ended in in tragedy," or whatever. It wouldn't make any sense unless one of them got killed. Also, what makes you bet it's going to end up being the same fate for Jason? And they're going to have like a Jason Todd statuette, just like they did with like Batman for Jason. And it's like, okay, so you did like a statuette for Jason Todd, but not for like Aqualad or something. I don't know, maybe. Uh, Oh, wait, did you did you like uh, while uh, Jason Todd was beating up Dr. Light? He said, this Titan is back, bitch. Yeah, it's like they're trying to give him a catchphrase, and it's... I didn't know that was going to be his new catchphrase. One, Titans are back, bitches, was, like, fine, you know? But then, like, he's, like, referencing his own thing that he said. Like, like two this, episodes ago. This, <sighs> this Titan is back, bitch. Like, he says bitch. He's like fucking Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> he's Jesse that. Pinkman. For, he's, he's, yeah, bitch, I'm Jason Todd. <laughs> Why would you say this Titan's back, bitch? And it's like you're, and Dick Grayson the entire time says you're not a Titan yet. You're we're training you. In what in what sense is he back? Because he's become becoming a Titan for the first time now, I, I believe. So why it doesn't make any sense? They're just referencing their own uh, dialogue, and it's not even from like a previous season. It like just happened. And it's just. Uh... It's not even like there's the introduction of Jason Todd. This Titan's back, bitch, and then just beats the shit out of him. No. <laughs> unless there was a familiar, unless there was a flashback with Dr. Light and Jason Todd we have no idea about. And it that's why he's in prison. Doing that kind of thing with dialogue, it makes more sense if it's like a different character repeating the thing back to the person that said it or something. It's weird. It's They're just, they're just giving Jason Todd a stupid fucking catchphrase. <laughs> I don't know why. Can we okay? Let's before we end because this was a bad episode. This was a this is not even like a funny episode. This is like a boring episode. Let's come up with like a better catchphrase for Jason Todd. I, I don't want to. I don't want to play that game. We're, he doesn't need. He nobody. He doesn't need a catchphrase. Uh, here you go. Ready? Here, here's Jason Todd's new catchphrase. Okay, I'll hear one. I'll hear one pitch and tell you what I think about it. Uh, I'm Robin, motherfucker. That's all right. That's okay. Like, that's it. So then everyone's like, who the fuck are you? I'm Robin, motherfucker. I mean, that's not bad. It makes more sense. Because that fuck like, fuck Batman. It was in season one with Dick Grayson. More sense as a catchphrase than Titans are back, bitches. Because there's only so many. I'm Robin, bitch. Because then it's kind of like I'm Brittany, bitch. And you you don't want him to go that far. that's. That's bad. That'd be bad. The motherfucker is better. Because it sounds like, you know, like like an insinuate I want to fight you. And it's just, this was not, <laughs> I, I hear, this is just. Okay, here's my, uh, here's my pitch for his catchphrase. Uh, just say, I'm Jason Todd and you're like some guy and uh, I don't know, just say something to me. Hey, what, what, what what's going on here? <laughs> Fuck you. That's it. That's, That's his it. catchphrase. Wow. <laughs> oh boy, it's Robin. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I like that. You know, that works too. Because <laughs> then it's like every like scene has to have him say fuck you to somebody. Every, t- every time he's on screen, he says fuck you to someone, even when it's, it's completely that, uncalled for. He has for. to have that drunk, or, that drunk fighting spirit like, yo, what? what you want, you want to go in our round? You want to go around? You fight me. Go fight me. <laughs> yeah, um, the show is still bad. Uh, this, I think, for me, this was the most enjoyable episode so far this season, which isn't saying much. 
it was really boring. If the, if the last two were like Fs or Ds, this is like a, a average a C. It's not like C, exciting C, enough that it's C like, minus, C minus, maybe D plus. Yeah, D plus would be. A, it, it it like I said, it has all the usual flaws that I've come to expect from this show, uh, but there weren't there wasn't really a lot of like just glaringly bad stuff that really annoyed me. It was just kind of boring to watch until the end when it got kind of exciting, you know, uh, the the fight between Jason and Doctor Light, you know, could have been worse. It was it was sort of convincing. Uh, the kid that plays Jason is maybe maybe the only actor uh, in the show that I believe. You know, when he's I, like getting angry and beating people up and stuff, I sort of believe him. Well, the thing uh, is, all of the other I don't ones, know about the other characters, but I do know the Curran. Curran Walters is his name. He went to my local comic book shop to get like comic books to figure out what Jason Todd's character is all about. So. That's, that's cool. That's good. I could have thinking. seen Jason Todd around and been like, "Hey, Jason, what's up? <laughs> Fuck you." <Okay. laughs> uh, but no, yeah, like I it's, mean, it's... he's he's a he's a decent actor and he's like believable when he's you know being a tough guy or whatever. And uh, I even don't think he's, kind of he's American. By the way, he's an American actor. He's not. Good. So that that helps. He has not accent breaked. Uh, Dick Grayson this episode. Oh yeah, I should say that's an improvement. Dick Grayson done action break this episode. Uh, the other actors, I just don't believe them in action sequences, especially Brenton. Uh, he just, I just don't buy it at all. When he gets they angry, he looks him ridiculous. Lines and just throws them out. His little stupid angry face. He looks stupid as shit. His eye patch. Uh, I just don't he buy has it. An eye patch lying around to give to Rose. Had an eye patch. <laughs> He gave an eye patch to Rose like the first like five minutes of the episode. <laughs> I guess in his line of work, you never know when you might need one of those. Maybe he had like a line. Maybe he was a pirate in one like Batman sting or something. Maybe they had a a, a Titans uh, costume. Halloween it was costume party. Friday. Everyone knows <laughs> that. <laughs> he needed the eye patch for costume Friday. You see, I'm not Robin. I'm a pirate. That's an R. <laughs> a good uh comeback from jason todd when she said what is it costume friday he could have been like yeah did you go as a pirate or something like that no no, no you didn't get that no <laughs> no that would have been smart that would have been, been a nice comeback like like no and the only thing that i could say uh, as of notice the jason todd dick grayson fight and i guess the rose dick grayson training because oh my god the scrimistic but other than that like there's no real important plot points to this episode. Other than Starfire put a guard in a spaceship and Jason Todd got his ass kicked and is missing right now. Like what else is important? Um yeah, I mean that was the main thing. Uh unless this royal the romance between uh, Starfire and this royal guard character is going to be something they follow up on then all that stuff was pretty pointless and, um, it's going to be like the end of season 2 okay well now we solved the Deathstroke case I'm going to go with the guard to Tamaron now bye bye and the guard's going to be like what the fuck lady what the fuck yeah I mean maybe they'll I figure they're probably setting that up Blackfire up as the main villain for like the next season. I don't know how they're going to do it on that budget they have. Like if they have to go to space and fight aliens and stuff, man, that's going to Have you seen Krypton? That's, you can see how it worked for them. Shit. Uh I, but uh they're they're setting it up so there's really no way around it. They're going to have to do a space thing on <laughs> Titans in or space. Season 3, be- we ran out of ideas. It that makes perfect sense, you know. It's from the source material. They go to space and, and in shit. season like, four, that's they go to fine. hell. Looks so bad with their uh, with their with their special effects budget. I mean, they can they, they they can't even do stuff on Earth that looks convincing. They do all these shitty CGI stunts that look terrible, like the thing with the motorcycle. I don't know how they're gonna pull. Up, they think they're gonna pull off a space adventure, but I'm sure it's gonna be really bad. It, 
I don't, and I'm not looking forward to next week. I can't, it's, it's going to be more of the same, but hey, at least you're here with me, Trev. We're finally going to get to see the big flashback to the tragedy that, uh, that traumatized all the original Titans. And my prediction is that tragedy is going to be Aqualad getting murdered. And mine is Jericho. Uh, Mine is Dick wants to help Jericho out. (laughs) I think, I think he got it backwards. I don't think we're, they're going to be, they're going to meet Jericho till later in the store. Oh, also still no sign of Superboy or crypto. Yeah. So why the fuck? We haven't heard from them yet. (laughs) That's a good point. They, they, we're let, we were led to believe last season that they escaped from Project Cadmus. Uh, I, I assume that's what that was. Yes. Around about at least three months ago, around the time that they fought Trigon. So, like, on the run with his super-powered dog somewhere for three months now, presumably. Uh, but we haven't heard a peep from him yet. He's been laying low. And, like, hey, uh, you know what? wait, there's a positive outlook, too. I just realized there's a positive outlook. There was no uh, Bruce Wayne this episode. And that was good. Uh, I hope, you know, they really don't, we really don't need any more Bruce Wayne. They can just leave him out of it. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be better. They got Alfred. Here's, if you're going to bring Batman into the narrative, uh, give him something to do. Like, Like, why why even involve Batman? Last season, there was plenty of shit that would have been easier for them to do if they had an actor to play Batman because they had all these flashbacks or like fantasy scenes and stuff involving Batman and they just couldn't really show his face and you could only sort of hear his voice faintly. And it's just like, use an actor playing Batman back then. But uh, now now they now they got this very old British man actually uh to uh play uh batman and all he does is sit at his desk and he he sucks like why do why did we even need to bring batman into this i honestly still think it's just fan service they're just doing the it's but b- b- you can't have nightwing without batman it's like yeah you can fuck of course you can i mean yeah i don't know uh any final Writing. thoughts on on this episode <laughs> or only other thing i didn't mention i've talked about before how it annoys me that uh, starfire doesn't talk or behave like an alien and she just seems like a normal person uh but like i guess i i was under the impression that the reason she's like that is because she's been on earth for like a long time and has like adapted but this tamaranian royal guard dude who just got to earth and apparently didn't even read all the shit he was supposed to read about earth also talks and acts just like a regular earth dude. Like, what? I, I don't understand this. Is the <laughs> like, is this, wasn't it like is it, Starfire had to kiss Dick Grayson in order to like speak English learn, or something like that? Yeah. 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 So, Star, <laughs> Starfire learns languages by kissing people. <laughs> that, and that, the guard, that's, I that's guess, had to kiss somebody, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I think they threw that out. I think that uh, Tamaran is a planet of all uh, black people who seem just like regular Earth humans, and they all speak English. Oh, so but we're basically apparently... doing Black Panther. We're just basically doing Black Panther, but a planet. Except they're completely unfamiliar with Earthling customs like laws against breaking and entering and stealing. Uh, that oh, stuff so this is, is very, completely, uh... that, that's, that's completely alien to them. But uh, so, but somehow they have, you know, their speech patterns and everything are just like regular humans. So this is like a sci-fi novel if it was written by Charlie Kirk, then. All right. <laughs> uh, I... I don't know for a fact that all the Tamaranians are black people, just all two of the ones we've seen so far are. And uh, it kind of seemed like that was their like, oh, instead of, you know, giving them orange makeup, you're making them look like aliens. We'll just only cast black people. Aliens, right? Yeah, I, and it's just like, to <laughs> it's, me, the frustrating part is still like, why? what's the, even the point of Beast Boy in this? Like, there's still nothing other than I'm the boyfriend yeah. for Rachel. 
East Boy serves no purpose. They don't even really give him funny lines. I guess the horror movie Let's Split Up thing was supposed to be like Beast Boy being funny, but it wasn't. They could have the, the whole the whole point of Beast Boy uh was that he was like the comic relief character. And also he was super horny, but uh I think it's understandable they would throw out that aspect of Beast Boy for modern audiences because well, that's maybe not a little true. Problematic. He could be a rhinoceros in a later season. <laughs> yeah, no. In the the Beast Boy in uh, in the comics from the eighties is very uh, hashtag Me Too. Lots of inappropriate workplace behavior. Just... I can see why they would lose that aspect of the character, but he's still like if he serves any purpose, it should be as the comic relief, and they don't even do that. So. They could just not have Beast Boy in the story and then cut their shitty special effects budget in half, you know? Imagine that. The show with a budget. (laughs) Yeah, they they should have had Cyborg. Uh, The Teen Titans without Cyborg is weird to me, but they put him in Doom Patrol instead. And that was fine. Folks, Doom Patrol, still better than Titans. Doom Patrol is good. I... I wasn't really crazy about the Doom Patrol version of Cyborg uh, when the show first started, but he grew on me. I thought he was pretty you know, good. Like, they're going from our high schooler, and I can understand that. It's fine. Uh, I mean, I would giving that character and his backstory a place in the Titans show might have made Titans a little better, uh, but probably not. Uh, they probably would have fucked it up. So I guess I'm glad that he's on Doom Patrol instead. They're, well, they're in Atlanta. or well, I don't know if they established what city they're in for Doom Patrol. Atlanta? What are you talking about? They're in Ohio. They in Atlanta for Doom Patrol. They don't film in Vancouver. Well, they're in Ohio. They very clearly established that. Uh, the, Do- the Doom Manor is, in a small, is like in a small town in Ohio. I don't remember what the name is, but I don't think it's a real town. And then we go to... San Francisco with the Titans. Uh, This is just a massive show. Episode four. It sucks. Coming up next week. We'll see you next week for a great episode. Trevor Talks Titans. This Titan is back, bitch. (laughs)